Welcome to Family Features, a podcast for anyone who wants to experience healthy relationships within their family. This is Dr. Corey Gilbert, and I'm honored to come alongside you to encourage, educate, and equip you as we focus on the different relationships that make us family. Let's get started and focus on today's feature. This past few weeks, um, this is my, my bride. We'll come back to her later on a little bit, but um, and yeah, I'm a Harley. A few weeks ago, I took this picture. Coming through, I think it was maybe southern New Mexico, southern Arizona. We're on a road trip. And it just struck me the beauty of the sunset at that point in time. A little bit later, that same evening, we you know, saw the colors of the sunset. And I remember just, it, it was one of those moments where you just remind yourself that every part of our country is beautiful. And we're on a road trip, so that's got to see a lot of different parts. Um, but we stopped at Phoenix, in Phoenix, and we spent the night in a Cracker Barrel parking lot. That's how we roll. And um, we woke up the next morning, and we made a decision as to what to, where to go. So this is our, our route. We could have either gone up the interstate, or my wife said, you know what? Let's go off the interstate, and let's go to Red Rock State Park, and let's go for a hike. Let's just do something different. So we did. Our family went to this gorgeous place. Um, got to spend time as a family around rivers and just rocks and just a beautiful area along our long road trip of 5,300 miles. Um, just gorgeous views, great weather. Um, but then we left here and went through Sedona. I don't know if you know this area. I'd never been through this area. Beautiful, and it's taking you up a mountain and windy roads, driving a, a motorhome, and next to a river, and the thing is, is as we got farther and farther up, this is what was next. Surprise! (laughs) Elevation, duh, should have known this. Now, here's the question. We could have gone on the interstate, probably passed all this, not had that hike, and probably gotten past the storm onto our next destination. But we always have choices. We're always making choices. And these choices lead to different places. So what this led to was a moment of, okay, do we keep going or do we stop? So we stopped. Um, spent the night there and right there, entrance to, of all places, the Grand Canyon. Um, so we pulled over, we stopped, we had a nice evening there. It's my wife and my oldest son. And got to go see the Grand Canyon in all of its splendor and snow. It was beautiful. Took forever to get in. I uh, found out later because the motorhome had slid off and hit some elk and um, another car and stopped everything. But we, it was worth it. We got there. My wife, my two younger kids, the snow, they were like, I'm, just, I'm done. They went back to the RV really pretty quickly. But um, Alex and I took some hikes around. But you could see so much. Just a beautiful place. An experience. Then the clouds started coming in. And it started snowing more. Then you couldn't see the Grand Canyon. It was beautiful. Then it got worse. And the question is, can we get home? I feel a little nervous here. (laughs) Should we keep going? We kept going on a hike, Alex and I, and um, enjoyed this. There's the Grand Canyon now. Beautiful view. Be a a long drive to go see that. Um, And on our way out, we saw elk and beautiful. But we had to make another decision. We left the Grand Canyon 
and we headed to the interstate and headed to Vegas, or towards Vegas, or through Vegas. Never going to stop there. Could care less to stop there. Not my cup of tea. Um, but as we got to Vegas, it was dark, and I think, what's it called? Vegas is called the city of Sin City, too, but <laughs> city of lights, I think. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's go see. So we stopped. We Google, you know, Google mapped it. Okay, let's go see the strip. Beautiful. Beautiful to see all the lights. It was dead. There's not a lot of people there. The flamingo. And my coolest thing was to see places I've seen in the movies. That was kind of neat to see this. And my kids are kind of not caring, but kind of watching. Um, and we saw, you know, the Caesars, Caesars. Then we saw Circus Circus. It's the only place that had an RV park in the back where we could stay cheap and just stay together. So we did. We stopped here. Then my boys and I went for a hike around the strip, looking at the lights. Saw some homeless people leaving, sleeping in an elevator and some other, again, interesting experiences. And then we were done as we just experienced these places, an adventure. And then we saw this. Questions, my sons especially. What's that, Dad? Well, you can order someone to come to your hotel room or to your RV or to wherever you want. Wow, this is a different world. Not the world I live in. In my head, my world, my, the way I live. And then it became that question, the question kind of today, what is sexual freedom? Where do I, what am I permitted to do? And the truth is, is we live in the most available and allow, things that are allowed to do world ever in some sense, especially when it comes to your sexuality or sex life or what you do as a sexual person. Look at this definition, this is interesting. It's the emancipation of sexual expression from arbitrary shackles prescribed by tradition. Interesting way to put that. And sometimes even by law. Expression often shunned and ruled against includes celibacy, non-marriage, open discussion of human sexuality, public forums, and community living. I have spent my whole adult life trying to engage in conversations and go to places that most people don't want to go. We don't like to talk about this stuff. I actually oftentimes don't like talking about this stuff, but I love what happens when we actually get it, that my choices lead to different paths, and that many of you, most of you, will probably be married one day, and it's kind of neat to see what you do or don't have to bring into that relationship and the choices you make. Now, the world's definition and kind of the typical cultural definition, and for many of us, what we bring, like we bring this mentality if we haven't really thought through it. That's why I teach my human sexuality class. I've been teaching that for, I think, 16 years. Um, it is so important to have a biblical sexual ethic. But this is the world's. Sexual freedom is doing whatever I want with whomever I want with zero consequences, supposedly, no boundaries, Friends with no benefits, no, or with benefits, with no commitment, no, uh, again, responsibility. We're entering into a, a plethora of polyamory being very normal and normalized. Um, living together, it seems logical. If I live with this person, I can try it out. Every secular piece of research shows that it leads to a higher divorce rate. 
Yet, we keep doing this. Our culture, this is growing, and this is normal, I guess. It's funny because I teach a class called Abnormal Psych. I don't know if I want to be normal. Like, what I see as normal kind of scares me, and for my own kids. In terms of you think of even Vegas, just to point at one place, there's, it's everywhere. But Now, this quote here from Victoria Woodall, Woodhull. I am a free lover. I have an inalienable constitutional and natural right to love whom I may, to love as long or short or period as I can, to change that love every day if I please. Yes, you do. So do you. Without free will, there's no need for the cross. Yes, you do. Is that really what you want? Is that really what we want, to just be able to do? And as I have taught my human sexuality class for all these years, one of the things I've noticed is big shifts in a cultural belief of the you-do-you mentality. Whatever makes you happy. And I just want to, I break inside. It's like, no. That God's word actually has, and the biblical picture has, an incredible freedom within major safety guidelines for you to actually be the most free you could possibly be. Because yes, you can be a free lover. You have an inalienable constitutional natural right to love whom you may. That is absolutely true. Whatever gender, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yet there's still a biblical picture of what's healthy and what's best for you. Now another piece of this is what I feel. I don't know about you, I don't trust my feelings very well. I have a t-shirt my dad bought me that says, use your brain, it's the little things in life that count. I didn't realize it was kind of a diss, but it was from the sixth grade too, by the way. Um, still have it. And it's the shirt that reminds me of one of my struggles always is I'm a very emotional person, an emotional decision maker. And I have to watch, who's my worst enemy? Me. Why? Because I can decide to live that way and do whatever I want. Where is it going to get me? At the next morning, we woke up, and we saw some beautiful places in Vegas. It looks different in the light. It's pretty. But some of the, I guess, glamour has gone away when you can see the construction going on and different. the whole Vegas Strip was being ripped up the road and all that stuff. And just, it's a normal place that all the lights and glamour turn on the lights, the sun, it's not so glamorous. The next day isn't so glamorous. Even found the Chapel of the Bells, just in case you're wondering or needed to know the address, but um, that was, it kind of made me sad again too. The whole, what's, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas and um, Vegas weddings. It breaks my heart. Even worse was some of this. Walk through the casinos, and you got these big iPads, basically what they are, and they're big machines to lure you in. Ding, 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 you know, just all about, same for something else that all of us carry in our pockets. It's your device to keep you going. It's the role of social media. It's the role of kind of the tech companies anyway is to keep you there. That's all they want. That's, that's how they make their money. Um, no harm, no foul in a sense, unless you and I are slaves to that. 
I remember at one point pointing out to my wife, there was a husband over there doing the slots, and the wife had his arm around her, or a girlfriend or whoever, just sitting there. I was like, look, what a supportive wife. <laughs> She's like, no. Uh, we get sucked into all sorts of things. And each of us in this room, each of us listening, we get sucked into different things. There's different things that are going to lure you in. You know, this stuff doesn't at all for me. It made me think of this, Philippians 4 eight. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. What I think about, what I obsess about, what I focus on really, really matters. It's life-changing for me, for others. What I obsess about do I have some kind of parameters that te- teaches me or, or guides me or takes me to a place of what am I going to think about for this new year? We can look back. No matter what 2021 brings, what are you going to do with it? I don't know about you. I'm actually excited as to what I'm going to get to do, the lives I'm going to get to sit, sit with, the counseling I get to do, the classes I get to teach, the relationships I get to build. I'm excited. Because I choose to be, no matter what happens. Later on, we left Vegas. We ended up at the amazing Area 51 Alien Center. Have you ever been there, anybody? Wow, what an interesting front end of what's in the back. My daughter even got a picture with some aliens. She was a little excited there. (laughs) My son, Blaze. But what's in the back is a brothel. The back pink building. I kept my daughter quite close. And we had a little talk. We stood outside and talked about that. She's like, the building's so pretty. I was like, no. <laughs> Alien cat house. If you look really close at the sign, it even says free tours, but my wife wouldn't let me take one. Um, it was heartbreaking. That this, this little spot, it's one of so many, but it's a spot that's to serve and has an ethic, a belief system about sexuality. Have this experience. Enjoy. You have freedom. Costs. The question for you, for me even, which road are you going to choose? You have a lot of decisions coming up. One of the things that I love about having been a professor now for over 16 years and in the counseling field for over 20 years and, and then to have social media where you can stalk people is to see what you guys go do. Most of you will be married. And it's hard to believe. You're sitting here. It's a, the amount of students I can go on Facebook and pull up and go, wow, they sat in my human sexuality class, scared little single person, and married and three, four, five kids. Or wow, he's been through brain cancer. Wow, they're serving in this place all over the world. I just get giddy excited for where you're going to be. And for most of us, at Cor- I mean, I'd say all of us at Corbin, the reason why we're here is to invest and then get to go see that fruit with what you do in business and in the educational system, counseling, ministry, you name it. I love that. Do I have kids or not? Remember, kids are actually a blessing. It's funny how much we love to control. And kids are not seen as much of a blessing anymore. 
I'll control when I have them. But you're going to have those choices to make. Your values, what you do with your money, where you invest your money, you spend your money, where you live. Do you live somewhere just because it sounds fun? Because God's actually called you to that place. He's directed you in that direction. I remember one of our moves, my dad even told me, no, you have that, the pay is terrible. Nothing of it makes sense for you to move there and to take that job. We were, we, Kelly and I have been married one year. And I did, because my wife and I felt like God was really telling us to, and it led to the next door and the next door and the next door, and it was amazing to see the doors that opened and the things that happened because we obeyed. We've also, as a couple, just packed up and put a house on the market and moved before with no jobs because we really felt God was telling us to do that. What are you going to do? What are you going to worship? Is it the next time some sports team does this, that, or the other? Or the next time you get to do this or get to do that? Or the next vacation? Like, what is it going to be? We left Area 51, beautiful Nevada. It's very different. Long trek up to, towards Reno. Heading into Reno, it was gorgeous seeing the mountains there. And um, there's my wife driving. It's beautiful. Except we looked at the weather. <laughs> if we only we had not done that other trip earlier, maybe we could have avoided this. But we headed into snow again. It was like okay. Maybe we should stop. So we did. We stopped in a Walmart parking lot in some little town. I can't remember what the name of it was. And woke up the next morning to snow everywhere, and we don't know if we can get out. And we're one day from home after six days of driving. It's like, oh, gosh. Decisions. There's always decisions or adventures. Look at this quote here. The sexual freedom of today for most people, is really only a convention, an obligation, a social duty, a social anxiety, a necessary feature of the consumer's way of life. I saw that, it just struck me. A consumer's way of life? Really? I don't want to be just a consumer or a passerbyer or just on a journey and have no purpose. I want a purpose. I don't like talking about trauma. I love what happens when we talk about that stuff and the way a person's transformed. My 20 years of counseling, oh, I could tell you story after story after story of couples that were on the verge of divorce that came back together. Yes, I have others that didn't. There's all of it. But I could tell you stories of, of families that were reunited, families that were able to finally talk for the first time. Couples we're finally getting on the same page. Sexual acting out and sexual deviant stuff that was surrendered, died to, and that has to be done every day for some. I hear I'm asexual. Great. That's, I'm bisexual. I'm homosexual. I'm, it doesn't matter the name or the label. I'm to steward that and to put it under a biblical sexual ethic. And the thing is, is if, I got, if I'm guided by what I feel or what I want today, only a convention, an obligation, 
Like, how dare you not be empowered in your sexuality is kind of the mentality in our world. A social duty, really? Men, you need to spread your seed kind of mentality, and women, you should be as sexual promiscuous as you can because that's your right. I don't want that for my daughter. Social anxiety, yes, absolutely true. What's guiding you really, really matters. Where's your heart? Now, when I was dating my wife, this is one of the questions that I had learned from a pastor that really became important for me and, and her and our, our relationship. It was this one, and I've shown this before, but it says, men, after four or five dates, ask, I don't know if you're the person God has for me to marry, but I want you to know that you are the type of woman I would enjoy spending my life with. I like being with you, and I'm open to seeing if this relationship goes somewhere. If you want to back out of our dating relationship right now, then that's all right. You owe me nothing but honesty. And I said this to her over and over and over until she told me to stop. And even this one, if you discover after a few dates that a young woman is not the type of person that you want to spend your life with, tell her as gently as possible and preferably not through text. Be honest about your feelings and forthright about your intentions. We need to be more honest and more real and more careful and more smart wisdom than ever before. And we're in this journey together. Even this, this season you're here at Corbin is a season. It's been neat to, again, because of social media, to look back at my friends that I went to college with who have actually a lot of kids in college now, which is so weird. Um, and to look at my friends in South America where I grew up in Chile and to see their families growing and how they are living their life and living for Christ. And um, These things are for you and for your health and protection. Now, question is, why does this say, this speaks to the men? Both of these do. I wonder why. Personally, I believe men, you're responsible you are absolutely responsible to be the man, a man of God, to be trustworthy. What I see, though, is are the, the women having to guide everything and protect everything and set up boundaries. Men, my call to you is you be the man that actually sets those boundaries and keep them. Love her and love others in a way that you would want your daughter, you would want anyone that you cared about taken care of as well. That's, what this, that's why this is important the kind of person we are as we work to build something beautiful. Now we finally got chains, didn't have to, have to need them, finally got out of wherever we were at after Reno. There's our little RV. <laughs> That's where we would stay at night. It's kind of loud. but um, And we headed into Oregon, Klamath Falls area, and then there's one more hurdle, which was a pass. Yay. <laughs> now, interesting, when I see this, I'm excited. I love the snow. I just, I get giddy about anything with snow and snowshoeing and skiing and camping in the snow. I just love the snow. My wife's like, I'm done. She Give her, give her the, let's get to the valley. Come on, let's go to the, um, to a fireplace. Um, another thing I hear from college students all the time is my, me, like couples I do premarital with, we're, too, we're not compatible. We don't like the same things. Good. Stop thinking you have to. 
Because there are some that do. That's great, and that's them. Let them be them. That's not how it's supposed to be. Because I get to have experiences because of who I married, and she gets to have experiences because of who she married that I wouldn't have had otherwise. God gave me two sons first because he knew I needed to grow up because I only wanted daughters because the idea of playing, having tea parties and playing with my little girl was easy. The guy, idea of raising boys scared me, and God has a sense of humor. And I'm thankful, so thankful. But what do you settle for? Because I also talk to many who, they walk down the aisle, her specifically, knowing this is a, this is a disaster. And been a part of many who've actually, a week or two before the wedding, called it off, and I'm so proud of them. They're my heroes, because they did one of the most impossible things when thousands of us been spent, but they knew this is not right. Look at this quote from C.S. Lewis. It would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition with, when infinite joy is offered us, like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what it is meant by the offer of a holiday at sea. We are far too easily pleased. We went, our family, this is Red Rock State Park, going backwards, New Mexico. This is our family at Christmas. We were in Corpus Christi with my, my parents. Right before that, we were on the beach. So weird, a few weeks ago. <laughs> Playing football, it's me and oldest. Thanksgiving. Our dogs, daughter. Eventually, we got to clear roads and the Willamette Valley in sight. We're almost home. What a journey. We could have taken the interstate the whole time. We had this choice, had this choice, we chose this choice. But it comes back to this. Which road will you choose? What kind of man... What kind of woman do you want to be? Do you want to marry? What are you called to? If, you aren't, if there's not something in there yet, be prayerful about that. And it may not be to a career or job. It may be to some other ministry or some other purpose. That it, it's different for us all. But here's what true sexual freedom is. It's heterosexual marriage, one man, one woman for life, which protects you from all sorts of things, freedom from disease, it's boundaries. This whole thing could be summed up in that one word. It's just boundaries. Having a set of guardrails, if you will, to keep us protected from the actually dumb things we could end up doing. Free to feel, enjoy, relax, heal, and hope. Limits. I love walking through couples, walking through struggles that couples are having where she usually has a past of sexual abuse and I get to help teach him how to love her. And I see him be the most beautiful gift she could have ever wanted in her life. That's my passion. I love working with families. I go sit in people's homes and spend five, six, seven hours in people's homes working with people. I don't do the whole conventional counseling thing. But what is true sexual freedom? It's actually you really deciding these are the boundaries my preference would be that you choose Scripture as the guide, but otherwise we are just kind of a willy-nilly, hit-or-miss, whatever feels moment today. We're not thinking of the big picture, who I want to be. Uh, my dad, even when he does research on someone 
that wants to get hired at his school that he's a principal at, he goes on social media and looks him up. And he has many that he'll say, yep, thank you to your boyfriend or your husband or you're not getting this job because of things that you're sharing and posting. It's kind of scary what we're doing. So what is true sexual freedom? It's entering into marriage with as little baggage as possible and addressing those things that we are carrying and being able to fully enjoy that relationship. That's what I want for you. If, if marriage isn't on the table, that's actually wonderful too. What is God calling me to? Now, I had a, a missionary that I grew up with in Chile. She, was, um, she retired at 65, single missionary, and she got married. My parents said there was always hope for me. When, That's not encouraging. <laughs> not encouraging, because I got married later. Um, there may not, that may not be for you, or you end up mar- being married. That's wonderful. What are you going to do with your life? That's important. Or, kind of what we experienced last year, is it just wake up every day and do the same old, same old? And just feel like things are meaningless at times? School can feel that way at times, unless you remember why you're here. What is the goal? And then it makes school and other things much more uh, beautiful. Hard times in marriage are hard to get through. If the couple will just stick it out during the hard times, they'll find, wow, I'm glad I did every time but so many don't that's the best day of my life this can come we didn't think we could have kids and God opened that door for us to have these three little experiments that's what I call them and a best friend that you do life with who does a motorcycle birthday party when I turn 40 just because she loves me she could care less about bikes she just yeah, our family picture. So for true sexual freedom, it's following God's perfect design, a biblical sexual ethic, boundaries, and a greater cause. What is your cause? What are you going to invest in? Some of you have dreams that are beautiful in terms of what you want to do in this world, and I hope you will make sure you do it. Don't get stuck along the way. Or it's stepping stones to the next thing, and you follow God as he, as he leads you. I love that. And I want, that's why, again, we're here. We want to help you do that, invest in that. We want to help you learn what healthy, good boundaries are so you can thrive. My challenge to you is this one word as we kind of wrap up. Last year, we had a lot of time that maybe it could have been called alone time, but you actually went crazy. And some of you watched way too much Netflix and other stuff. That's not what I'm talking about here. It's this word, solitude. One of the things that's come up in a lot of the research, secular research, is something that points back to, to me, a very biblical principle of you need to stop at times and just listen. Think. But we have a ding in our pocket and we have headphones on. No, silence, solitude, get away. That's what your brain needs to process what you're learning, to think about new ideas, to grow, to expand. It's actually how your brain's meant to learn. Instead, we try to cram, 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 and we don't catch but a small little smidgen of stuff. What would it look like for you to experience solitude? That's my son up on a rock. That's his. (laughs) What would it be like to get away? And I don't know about you. I'm someone that 
for years and years and years and years, I could not have not, that music had to be on. This was a huge challenge. And so I challenge you to do that. And I hope you'll actually be someone that wants this, like this makes you want something bigger than yourself in terms of a biblical sexual ethic, boundaries, and to be able to experience what true sexual freedom is, which is actually healthy and a protection of you and yourself and others, which I believe is a very uh, worthy aspiration. A lot of what you're going to do and how you're going to unpack that is going to be even through here. Bring your Bible, bring a book, but even maybe just silence. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much that we are made to be in relationship. We're made for community. Um, and we're actually also, we're definitely not made to do this alone. And I just pray for everyone here that they will continue to reach out and um, build that as hard as it is sometimes right now. I pray that each one will desire something bigger than themselves when it comes to a cause to fight for and things to invest in and who they want to be. Um, and that they won't just be guided by whatever they think or feel. Um, I look forward to what's to come and being able to see all the successes and the lives transformed through everything that they do. Thank you for this time this year. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Family Features Podcast. It has been an honor to serve. Find out more about Dr. Gilbert and his resources for you and your family's growth and success at healinglives.com. And if you think you could use some support along the way, be sure to book that call at bookdrg.com. One more thing, if you found this helpful, please share this podcast with others so that we can change.